it had been this way for as long as we hostages could remember. How much time was going by, nobody could say. In the world of the dead, you lose all sense of time. The only sense you have is hopelessness because nobody can get out. Nobody. This place was carefully engineered with no exit, no way out. The isolation here in the Deadlands oppresses you. You're in your own cell. You cannot see any other hostage. Oh, and the, the darkness, when they say this present darkness, they mean it. It's, it's like a physical darkness. It, it feels like it's going to smother you. We didn't actually see the main kidnapper much. We called him the great Satan. Well, because he is Satan. He was probably busy tempting people in your world. But whenever Satan did come by to gloat, he would remind us just how we had gotten here. You wanted that fruit. You knew exactly what you were doing. You could have said no at any time. But did you? And then he would just cackle. People think that in the Deadlands there are, are demons who sting you with pitchforks, but it's not like that. The sting is not in the pitchforks, it's in you. Every second I feel it. How could I have been so stupid? That sin just looks so good to me, and, and then it overpowered me. And now here I am, stuck in the Deadlands with no way out. And all of you not here yet, oh, don't, don't think you're free of Satan just because you're still breathing. The whole world is under the control of the evil one. Can't you see how death haunts people even while they're still alive? It's that feeling of that life is so short. The kids grow up too fast. That fear you feel when bodies age and break down. And you know you can't escape. Everybody ends up here with me. And since we're all going to end up in the Deadlands, what's the point? We'll all be forgotten, and everything we've achieved will just go back in the box, our own casket. We hostages did figure out a way to send messages to each other. Since we were already grinding our teeth, we discovered that by grinding them in just the right way, we could tap out short messages. It's like Morse code. We call it molar code. <laughs> One hostage, a guy named Job, held out hope for a rescue. He'd say, I know that my Redeemer lives, and he will stand upon the earth at last. And after my body has decayed, yet in my body I will see God. I will see him for myself. Another long-timer here, David, who used to be a musician, he would say, you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of being with you forever. 
But even if these hostages were right, none of us could imagine how a rescue could ever happen. To get in, you'd have to die. And then there's no way out. About 10 days ago, though, and this is really weird, a rumor went around that a hostage named Lazarus, who'd been here like four days, somehow escaped. Nobody knows how he did it. But for the first time, we began wondering, could there be an exit? Nobody could have imagined then that there was a secret plan. A plan so top secret that nobody knew it except for God. He would go on a mission by himself, in disguise. All we knew in the Deadlands were the snippets we could hear of some minions talking to the great Satan. But boss, he just stole Lazarus from us. Ha, Satan said, just smoke and mirrors. We can give up Lazarus. He's just a pawn, because now we're going to checkmate the king. What do you mean? Well, that one who did some trick with Lazarus may think he's a god, that he's got some kind of power over death, but he's just a weakling, a poor and pitiful human who's so afraid of dying that at this very minute he's sweating blood. So I've saved for him my very best a friend who will betray him just for money. A mob to arrest him at night. No justice anywhere. Then torture and spitting on him and death. I'm really proud of all of that that I've put together, so don't worry your pitifully small brains. You minions, hostage number one will be here shortly. Well, Satan must have run his plan perfectly because it was not much longer before Satan himself came down the hall, pushing this new hostage, one with all the scars of someone who died by nails. Satan was obviously enjoying the moment. So you thought you were some kind of life-giving God. Well, look at you now. You're dead. You're in my domain. And you always will be. Hostage number one said nothing. But shortly after number one was locked away, I heard a voice down the long hall. It was not the tapping of molars. It was not the mocking whine of Satan. It was a human voice. The sweetest, most powerful voice I'd ever heard. The voice was going cell to cell. I could hear it getting closer. And as it came closer, I realized the voice was preaching. You've heard you are dead. But I say that all who listen to my voice will live. You've heard... You are guilty, but I say everyone who believes in me receives forgiveness of sins through me. You've been held hostage by the devil, but I came to destroy the works of the devil. As he got to my cell, 
there was amazing light. My, my cell door opened before him. I still don't know how. And as I looked, my chains fell off. They clattered on the shell, cell floor, and I looked down, and they had shattered into pieces. They would never be able to chain me again. He motioned me to follow, but where we were going, I could not imagine. With no exit, we couldn't get far. By this time, the noise had gotten the attention of the minions. I could hear them crackle, wait, how did somebody who's alive get in here? By the time they arrived, the preacher was standing in front of a solid wall. No openings, no hinges, no cracks. And he spoke then, and it sounded to me like thunder, plus a waterfall, plus a trumpet blast. He said, open these gates that the king of glory may come through. And there was a rumble underneath my feet, and the rumbling sound grew, and we could feel the rumble, and then rocks began to rain down, and rubble fell down and away. And yawning open before the preacher now was a giant opening. Ha! There was an exit now. Huge, gaping open, daylight, and fresh air came streaming in. It was the hostages who'd been there the longest, named Adam and Eve, who got to leave first. As they headed through the gaping open, opening and they headed toward the lifelands, though, suddenly there was Satan blocking the way. Just where do you think you're going? I have rights to you because you sinned. I've got the list of charges against you. Check again, the preacher said. When I was nailed to the cross, those charges were nailed with me. They've been canceled. Their sins are forgiven. They are blameless. Now let my people go. Satan reached for his keys in a ridiculous attempt to try to lock up somebody somehow, but the preacher held up his hands, and there were the keys. He said, I've got the keys of death now, and I am resurrection, and I am life. And then the preacher just exhaled a simple, single breath. And Satan shrank. He shriveled. I think he was so blown up with pride, believing he was the ruler and always would be, that realizing now that had been stolen from him, it deflated him. And he and his minions scurried away. A joke, a public spectacle, shamed by the preacher's victory. Then we who had been hostages in the deadlands began clapping and dancing and singing, we're free, we're free from death, we're free from darkness, we're free from guilt, we're free from shame. We picked up the shattered chains and began ringing them like bells. We went streaming out. It was just like the scriptures say, you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. And now all of us hostages are no longer hostages. We live in light and life and the preacher's eternal glory.
You know, it still boggles my mind that God would be willing to become a human so that he could die, so that he could get into the world of dead to set us hostages free forever. It was a brilliant rescue. And Satan never saw it coming. I guess that Satan, for all his wily smarts, when he engineered the world of the dead, he never figured that somebody, anybody, would be willing to die just to get in and set everyone else free. Satan was defended against everything except for sacrificial love. I guess he just doesn't think that way. It's exactly like Paul said, had the rulers of this age understood the secret wisdom of God, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But they did do that. And by his own death, Christ has trampled down death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory now? Christ is risen and the deadlands are destroyed. Christ is risen and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life is unconquered and unconquerable in him. Christ is risen, the first of many, many, many who will come alive in him. To him be glory and dominion unto ages of ages. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen. Amen.